Greetings, greetings, brothers and sisters. Hopefully you've all been doing well. I'd like to welcome you back to the Living Waters podcast. I am your host, Pastor Dylan. Hopefully everything's been going well in your lives and you've been spending some time with God and just basking in His glory and having that intimate relationship with Him. Because that's a very important thing, something that sometimes we forget about. We need to make sure we make some time for Him in our lives. And so, as we're thinking here today, I've been praying on some things and, you know, just kind of saying, God, what is it that is going on? There's so many different things that are going on in the world and things just seem a little bit crazy, right? It seems like everybody's minds are in completely different directions and between everything that's going on in Russia, everything that's going on in Ukraine and uh, pipelines being know possibly blown up or damaged by parties it's got a lot of people concerned with the future but we don't have to be concerned with the future because we already know that our future is secure whenever we're in covenant with Jesus Christ right we already know that whenever the sky cracks we're going directly with him But it doesn't mean that we shouldn't be weary of the times, that we shouldn't be paying attention to what's going on, that we shouldn't really be looking for signs, seasons, wonders, and things like that, that is going to lead us into, you know, kind of understanding what times we're in and maybe how we should prepare and what we should do to make sure that we have our house in order, but we're also, you know, delivering on all the promises that God is it really called and asked of us. And the big main thing with that is to have a relationship with him, to be ever looking for his return, to be continuously spreading the gospel for him and you know, really be reaching out to society which is just completely lost and, you know, in some ways maybe a little confused. Because if you look around at society today, it would be hard to believe and hard to understand that there is really so much love available for each and every one of us because it seems like everywhere we look there's just so much hatred so much pain so much heartache so many people that are just going through war and trial and tribulation and it seems like nothing is ever gonna go their way right It seems like we get ourselves stuck in this rut and, you know, as I was thinking about things that are going on, I just began to pray to God and I'm just like, Lord, what is it that's going on in this season? What is it that's going on in this time? What is it that is being birthed forth? What is it that you're, you're asking of your people? What is it that you're trying to get your children to understand? And as I was praying, God led me to a couple different things. And one of the first things is, you know, this generation, this world that we live in, the society is constantly looking for a sign of something. They're constantly looking for proof. Prove to me that all of this is true. Prove to me that this is what's going on. Because 
with everything that's going on in the world, we talk so much about, you know, false information and having to fact check everything that we get ourselves so caught up in what is real and what isn't. And so I began to pray on this and God kept leading me back to this. And it would be Matthew chapter 16, specifically verse 4. And what is going on here is the Pharisees, the leaders, the religious leaders of the time, are coming to Jesus, seeing him in the flesh, seeing all the miracles that he's performing. And they literally look at him and say, give us a sign in the heavens that proves you are who you say you are. And Jesus begins to, I don't want to say lecture them, but uh, calls them out on their inability to discern the signs of the times. And specifically what he states in verse 4. He says, A wicked and adulterous generation seeks a sign, and no sign shall be given to it except that the sign of the prophet Jonah. And what he was trying to refer to them as, if you can't see everything that's going on, then you don't have discernment. You're not able to read through all of the blatant lies, mass hysteria, craziness. You're not able to see. You are people who read your word all the time, right? And you can't really see what's going on sometimes I look at some of my brothers and sisters that are out there that you know they say they read their Bible they say they're you know very aware of what's going on but they can't even see the times that we're living and of course the sign of the prophet Jonah back then was that Jesus himself would have to spend Time through a death and resurrection just like Jonah went through the belly of a whale Jesus would descend into the belly of the earth and there would be a time of three days I said alright Lord I get you I get that people aren't they don't have discernment right now I get where you're going with that and he said nah there's a little more to it and I said alright let me slow down Let's talk this out and let, let's let's see what you're actually really trying to get at here. And he asked me the question. What was Jonah's purpose? It wasn't to spend three days in the belly of a whale, right? It wasn't just for that. See, that might have been the sign that they were going to receive, that particular generation. They were going to see his death, burial, and resurrection before their eyes. But we live in a wicked and adulterous generation that's still seeking a sign. So what is the sign of the prophet Jonah to them, to us here today? Jonah was to go and preach repentance. 
he was to go to Nineveh to speak to the people there to call them to repent and turn away from their wicked ways to get out of that life that they were living in and surprisingly and not necessarily what he was happy and looking for but believe it or not they actually repented they put on sackcloth and they fell upon their knees and they began to repent and cry out to the one true living God to forgive them for what they had done see they were able to discern they were able to see what was going on they just needed a messenger and so we live in this terrible time we live in this time where it's filled with so much false information so much hatred so much anger lack of love so many things that God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah for but has continued to allow to take place here in America and European countries and around the world and what he's trying to get people to understand is it's time to call back to repentance and I don't know if some of you remember the Revelation chapter 12 sign that appeared in the sky um, about five years ago it was pretty much an exact depiction of everything that had gone on or was to go on during revelation 12 it was an it was a true symbol directly in the side in the sky where there was a virgin clothed in the sun and she had 12 stars and she was pregnant and it goes through to actually see Virgo having um, Jupiter traveling through it and people were really wondering was this supposed to be something people were looking for that sign they were so eager for that five years ago what's funny is here five years later talking about 60 months later it brings us right into, right on the precipice of Rosh Hashanah, which was just this past weekend, which is the Jewish New Year. And there's many other things that are going on with the number 60. And I'm not one who, you know, reads directly into numbers, but there's a lot of things that are going on with 60, and 60 being a big number right now. Whether it's 60 months, 60 years, there's a lot that's going on with that. Between being the 60th uh, anniversary of the Cuban Missile Crisis, or uh, Jupiter, what is known as the King Planet, being you know the closest to um, the Earth that it's ever been within the last 60 years. There's many things that are going on with that. And so, I was like, eh, it's, you know, marks my curiosity a little bit it's curious is there a point to 60 and so without getting crazily into it I began to do just a little bit of research about the number 60 in the Bible and 
what it means because every Jewish letter has a number rep representation of it and is there anything that could be you know linked back to being something important what might it be and it led me down a couple different roads and I wouldn't say that there's anything super special about the number 60 as far as the Bible doesn't specifically call it out and say it represents X. But the number or the letter in Jewish tradition that represents 60 is kind of interesting and some of the things that go along with it and you know if you kind of really looked at it in its original pictograph form and some other things like that there are some very interesting things that come along with it but a lot of Jewish tradition comes down to the word in Hebrew which I'm not going to try and pronounce because I don't want to offend anybody um, it comes the, the root of that word the, that, rep, that 60 is represented with comes down to mean to lean upon, to uphold, to support. And I think it's just interesting that if we think about with everything that's going on, with the call to repentance, that if my children would cry out unto me into heaven, would repent and turn away from their wicked ways, then I would hear from heaven and I would restore their land. God wants to uphold. God wants to support. God wants us to lean upon him, especially in these times when things aren't so certain. Things aren't what we would expect them to be. And it just seems to be that we're moving into a particular time of discernment where it's important where we're talking about repentance. We're talking about allowing ourselves to lean upon God, to uphold what's true and right, to you know, support and stand for the gospel, and to do these things. And it just so happens at the time right after Rosh Hashanah, which is the new year, right before Yom Kippur, is known as the Ten Days of Awe. Jewish tradition. It is the ten days that begin the very first of the new year that are a time of repentance, a time to grow closer to God, a time to set aside those earthly things, those personal needs, wants, desires, those things that have us blinded and are leading us in the wrong direction. To set ourselves aside. And just spend our time with Him. Saying, God, forgive me for all the crazy things that I've been doing. Forgive me of all the ways that I just haven't spent enough time with you. Uphold me, Father God. Let me lean upon you. Support me as I'm going through 
this life and all these things that I got going on. Help me as I go through this. Be there for me. Father, forgive me of my trespasses. I only want to be focused on you. Lord, I need you to be my shield. My stronghold. And I give you glory for it. See, it's a time to thank him for all the things that he does do. Too often we get ourselves caught up in having that relationship of only asking him for the things we think we need. Right? And that's about the only time we want to reach out to God. Because when things are bad, life is rough, we're not in the place we want to be. Maybe there's a death, there's a sickness, there's an ailment, there's pain, there's frustration. But we got to think about the good things too. We gotta thank him for waking us up each day. And recognizing that even in our faults, he still loves us. Doesn't mean we should continue to go around living a bad life. Doesn't mean that we shouldn't turn from our wicked ways. Doesn't mean we should stand there demanding a sign that if you really are God or if you really do love me, then I need you to put $500 in the bank because that's not what it's all about. That's not what God's looking for. It's not who God is. Too often we're treating God like a genie. Putting him in a box and only pulling him out and rubbing the lamp whenever we need a sign in our life. That's not the type of relationship I want to have with God. I want to have the type of relationship that Enoch had, that Moses had, that David had, where it doesn't matter how many times we mess up, we just immediately, without hesitation, without concern for who's around, who's listening. We say, Lord, forgive me because that wasn't what you called me to do. We need to really look over some of the things that we consider important in our lives. And we need to take into consideration that it's not always all about us. I'm guilty of it. Don't let me get you fooled thinking that I'm exempt. Just let me tell you, there's a lot of times I get caught up in daily life. There's a lot of times that I don't make as much time as I should. Between work, personal obligations, trying to carry out a ministry, I don't make as much time for God as I should. We all get hooked into something, right? But I need to spend some time thanking God for where he's brought me through. For thanking him 
waking me up each day, putting the breath in my lungs to go out and be able to speak, to shine upon somebody, to be a lighthouse in the local community. For just being able to be called his child. It doesn't have to be anything big or crazy. But so over the next few days before Yom Kippur begins, which that is August 4th to 5th, or October, I apologize. I'm going to spend some time really trying to stay with a repentant part. Making sure that I'm not offending God in anything that I do. Because all I want to do is I want to bring glory to his name. That's all I need. That's my purpose. Is to bring glory to God. And so for the next few days, I'm going to try and spend time in meditation and prayer and seeking, growing that relationship with God. And I encourage you to do the same. I'm not doing it out of a Jewish tradition. I'm not Jewish. I'm a Gentile, right? But I'm still God's child. I'm not doing it for sake of tradition, but I'm doing it because God has given me this reminder that we do need to repent, that that is the sign that will be given. There will be no other sign except for the voice crying out and calling from heaven to repent and know that he is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. That he is the great I am. The one who always has been and the one who always will be. And so I'm going to keep this repentant part. Get up every morning and thank God for what he's brought me through. For what he's done. Lord forgive me for everything I've done. And I, I, I pray that this becomes a habit. And it doesn't just last for a few days. That's something that we do repetitively over and over and over again will become a habit and I'd like to make this a habit in my life not for it to be something that isn't whole held with value because I don't ever want to do anything or say anything just out of following an order I want it to be genuine I encourage you to do the same thing Find some time here in the next few days. Maybe in this exact minute. And just cry out to him. Go through the things in your life that have been weighing and stressing. Holding you down. Stop looking for that sign. Stop saying, God, show me a sign. But instead, start looking at what he's doing in your life. 
Start looking at the mountains that he's moved. Start looking at the doors that he's opened. Start looking at what good things you've got and what you don't have. Don't worry about those things. Because there's probably a good reason you don't have them. <laughs> Not everything we want is good for us. Trust me, I've had to learn that one the hard way. But take some serious time to just spend in prayer with him. And as I was, you know, praying over this, God brought Isaiah chapter 60 to mind. It says, Arise and shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall rise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Lift up thine eyes round about, and see all they gather themselves together. They come to thee. Thy sons shall come from afar, and thy daughters shall be nursed at thy side. Then thou shalt see, and flow together, and thine heart shall fear and be enlarged, because the abundance of the sea shall be converted unto thee. The forces of the Gentiles shall come unto thee. The multitude of camels shall cover thee. And it continues. But it just reminds me of a time where there will be a great awakening. And it wouldn't be just for the Jews. It'd be for the Gentiles. It'd be for each and every one of us. So don't worry about the darkness that's going on around you. Let your light shine. Lift up your eyes and look at what's going on around you. See that your family's coming back together. See that what it was once lost is now found. Be excited and joyful in the abundance of everything you have in your life. Now is not a time to stress. Now is not a time to fear. Now is a time for repentance. Now is a time for growing closer with God and just looking for all that he has to do. I know each and every one of you can see it. I know each and every one of you can feel it. You just have to be willing to look deep enough within. So don't hold back from him now because times are getting scary. Times are getting tough. And if you're still out there looking for a sign, how are you going to be the prophet Jonah that's going out to speak to the Ninevites, telling them that it's time to repent? 
I was that sign of Jonah for that wicked generation. Gonna be carried out. Because you can't speak of repentance. If you haven't had some yourself. Until next time.